Welcome, guys, and thank you for joining us on the Una Series podcast. Today, I'm very happy to have Florence Pasteur joining me in uh, this podcast about something you might not know, but I guess you might, and I hope you might, but if you don't, we'll tell you all about it, and it's called Sophrology. So Florence here is a colleague of mine. She's an osteopath as well. She, we studied in the same school, in the European School of Osteopathy, back in the early 2000s, quite a while. We've been working for a while. And she has developed in many ways and blossomed in many ways, but she also is now a sophrologist. So that's not only what she does, but she is um, a teacher. How do you call yourself? Are you a sophrologist? Sophrologist. A sophrologist. So what we'll start with, because I think it is important for us to understand what it is. Can you give us, and I know these questions are always difficult, a very small, easily accessible definition of sophrology? Okay, sophrology, let's go for an analogy. Yes, yes. <laughs> why not? I like that. Let's start simple. So you imagine your car, mm -hmm. it's your body. Yes. Yeah. Inside you have your GPS, which is your mind. Right. And as a driver, you are the sophrology tools. Okay. Connection between the mind and the body. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with your car, through your car, you have your audio systems. Sure. You have the sounds of your voice. Yeah. You have your breathing mechanism mm -hmm. and you can move. True. Okay. <laughs> so you are going with your GPS to select a destination. Mm -hmm. And through your destination, with your car, you are going to get through your journey. I hope so. <laughs> nice and easy. Very nice. And I would say the beauty of sophrology is that it's positive. Okay. So every journey, there is no flat tire. Yeah. Right, good. You, you don't need to call AA. No, Nothing. You're, you're always running. You are always running. So how does it, what is it as, is it a practice that you do? Is it something that you learn? So obviously you will... You're here to guide people, give them the tools and how to use them, access to, to the tools. So how would you describe a session of sophrology? It's typically like a consultation. Okay. Yeah. So you have a plan. Again, you go back to your itineraries. You know, I have some stress management issues. I want to um, play better football. Um, I want to... Uh, manage my family manage fam exactly this is something that we're all going through the ones we have families and young kids Indeed. so I'm trying to see so what's interesting here is that you can apply it to yeah. pretty much any I guess sources of stress that you are having to manage right and it will help you not just stress but it will help you to manage your journey through life is that how would you exactly it's like a box of tools mm -hmm. so you can take it very simple, very easy, straightforward, or you can take it to the step to embrace life. Right. It's almost like it becomes like an art right. of living. So how did you discover it? So I used to play sport in high level years, years ago. Yeah, can't be that long. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was a mental preparation because in France it's a big thing in medical and uh, sports. Right. They are like really the two main um, port of call of sophrology. So that actually brings me to, and I know you know I like words, I want to understand what is, what is the semantic 
between behind sorry sophrology what is it yeah so uh, sophrology has been developed by a neuro uh, spanish neuropsychiatrist mm -hmm. caicedo right. and he was a very clever man because he developed a method um it's not everything new okay he did his um his, his journey and he developed the word that source friend logos science of consciousness in harmony Science of consciousness in harmony. I like that. And you understand why I started with an analogy? <laughs> yes, I understand. Okay, so one, so once, so his technique basically is to understand that you can, I guess, develop or learn some tools, and then you apply them when needed, or is it something that I guess you would practice when you wake up first to steal your mind or to get into ready for the journey that is that day? or you can apply it to a bigger, longer journey that is the next six months or the rest of your life. I mean, you can Absolutely. whichever way you want to apply it to. You take it, the ultimate goal is to widen the consciousness. Widen the consciousness, I see. So try and tell me, I want, I want to understand back to your experience with yeah. it because it, I like that and I like that, you know, I know that you were, um, you, you were a high sports woman at some point and you were training in competition. So when, would you use it? So what, here I'm trying to be precise, you know, yeah. would you wake up that morning of a big game and you would practice it then? Would you take it five minutes before you enter on the pitch? You know, wh when would you choose or would it change? I mean, what was your routine? Well, the beauty of uh, sophrology is that it's adaptable. Mm -hmm. So you can use it as a flash technique. Right. Okay. Just before, yeah, you go uh, on the pitch. Or you can do it as a mental preparation three days before. Three days before, okay. Yeah, or one week. Or you can prepare it yeah, a long way before until you reach your goal. So it's, 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 it's wonderful because when you, go, when you know the basics, then you can apply it and then your body knows. So your body... Find it quickly, right? Exactly. It's like I mean, you can practice it, right? Yeah. And I guess, would you say, I mean, I guess with not most things, but if you practice it more often, you get better at it and therefore quicker into it and the efficiency of it increases every time the, yeah. the general kind of practice of, of, yeah. of a technique. Now, how would you explain to us, if you someone came to you for to, to learn sophrology, as it were, would you say, and again, I know this is always tricky questions, how long, how many sessions, it's not the question I'm asking you because it depends where they start and how much introspective work they've done, how much they know about themselves, how much they deny about themselves, how much they're honest about themselves. So we know all these things. But let's say to try and make an average, what would be someone comes here, sorry, comes to you for sophrology and you're like, okay, so we'll do the assessment. You're going to figure out with all the tools of diagnosis where they are. And then you will take them what? Through a weekly session with you first to learn. Will you take them, you give them, you know, homework as it were, practices, how, how, did, how does it work out? So usually I would say between four to six sessions, you mm. have a good box of tools. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Not uh, too long. Yeah, not too long. And uh, after each session, you get a record of your session. I see. Yeah. And with your curious mind, you will always experience a different journey. So it's like you're working on the, like a Play-Doh. Yeah, on the cerebral plasticity. Mm -hmm. And every time you are going to develop those collateral uh, brain pathways, because it's backed by uh, sciences, sure. you are going to, to get to your library and to your uh, goal. Right.
So you set goals, you understand. So there's a bit of, I guess, like anything, where you want your patients to understand a bit more about their physiology, right? And in yeah. this case, in instance, it's more neurophysiology, how mm. they use their brain, what is brain, I guess, not just made of, but how it kind of articulates itself. And so there's a, there's a level of awareness, but also a level of cognitive abilities that you will develop through knowing more about yourself, but also how you work, would yeah. you say? Okay. Concentration uh, is a big one. You are going to learn oh, to, nice. your, to, to focus. Right, okay. And how would you, do you, so we, we'll do a session in a minute so yeah. that people will also grasp exactly how it kind of turns out. But within it, it's always difficult to just put something in one little unit, right? We know things are connected. So I'm not trying to put sophrology in this one little box. I know it's connecting to the rest of all things. But do you, there's a lot with breathing, I take it, for example. Is there a lot with body movement or on the opposite kind of stillness? What, what is the, the physicality that you use of it? What I found very easy is that you use uh, the body tense and relax. Okay. So it makes it as a great accessibility for the people. Because if you are stressed and you ask somebody to be still, uh, either they will freeze or they will be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So instead, uh, in order to grab people, you just sit and you use a lot of tension and relaxation. Okay, so you can just tense yourself, your hands, yeah. your body, you can imagine all your muscles in a way, and then you let go. So exactly. you can repeat this tension and let go. Yeah, and it's also a great tip when through the session, initially if your focus is not as strong as, you know, 10 years later, sure. to, get, to go back to your session. Okay. So you, you, the recording is recording, it's video or it's an audio recording? Audio record. Okay, and you, yeah. you will keep that as a, a place to go back to and see the difference and obviously you can play with that. And also more to practice it again and again and again and again because the cerebral plasticity only happens if you practice. Of course. So What would you, and now this is, I'm putting you on the spot here a tiny bit, what is, do you have a case in mind, because you've seen many patients, um, I would like you to just pick, you don't have to say just now, someone that you feel came to you in a, in a kind of a distressed state. And yeah. Are we talking anxiety? Are we talking, you know, something? It could be a physical stress as yeah. well. And how would you describe that journey into finding, again, their, their basis and finding their rooting and finding their harmony or balance or whatever you want to call it? So I will take a gentleman because mm -hmm. always we associate with those um, disciplines for women, yeah, yes, practicing true. yoga and uh, yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a stigma here. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I will start with a man who um, was going through a divorce, so right. he was not in a good place mm -hmm. at all, and um, it was a one part of his support system around him, yeah. So he had different things around him. So I can't put all the benefits on sophrology. Sure. Um, and very gently, we go back to a, a state of calm, mm -hmm. of clarity, I would mm -hmm. say. You know, right. it's just when you are so much stressed, it's just to find your state of feeling safe. And if you can see a little bit further than just your sorrow right. with the positive filter. So that was kind of the initial steps. Mm -hmm. And the second step, after uh, he managed to go through the divorce and to have positive relationship with his ex-wife. So Good. That That's is a big 
positive benefits to sophrology and the rest, but that's great. And the third bit, and for me, this is the ultimate goal of sophrology, is that he helped his son um, to take his 11 plus exams. Nice. Teaching him sophrology before going to his exams. Oh, wow. So he took it down and he transmitted it. Yeah. This is amazing. This is for me, you know. How long, how long would you say that took, you know, that, that journey? Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it two weeks or was it actually... No, no, it took some time took because, some time. because yeah. the process of the divorce was not in two weeks. Exactly. So it was, but yes, you, you got him through. Well, I like that because I think we need to go back to, 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 to some singular cases. I think people relate a lot to this yeah. and I'm not saying that most people relate to divorce, but yeah. it still is 70% of married couples. So there you go. I put it out there. Um, I want to talk about something that we all talk about a lot. Most holistic practitioners, but not just, and it's, I know you, 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 you like this as well, is what is your view about sophrology and finding resilience? So my point here is, is that, you know, it, it, is, yeah. it is a tool, you mentioned yeah. it, and how does that tool give you access to, I don't know, you would say more resilience or more efficient resilience or, you know. Well, because you use a positive filter, so you will always find solutions in your journey, in your uh, sophrology journey, in your techniques. So it's not suggestive like hypnotherapy. Right. Okay. So it's not, and it's not like the Kue method where you will be better. Okay. So you're not just repeating like a mantra, be better, be better, be better. It's it's, some... Yeah. And it's not suggestive in a very narrow way. Right. So for example, I would say, close your eyes and let come something positive up in your mind. Right. So... And if you have your curious mind, which is very important, you will find so many images, memories, sensations, so many uh, hints and, and short-term, long-term, which are com coming up to your mind. So you are going to build up from your past experiences. I see. You are going to dig it from there into the present moment. So go back to our sciences. You are going to wake up the cell's memory, the positive right. one, yeah. and they are going to help you to experiment it again. I see. So we all learn to swim, most of us. True. So we know that we can do it. Okay. So just that we start it again. We just go back and we, yes, okay. When you start it, you can go up to the surface. So that is a beautiful thing. So you've been happy once, you can be happy again. You just have to go and remember those moments. And obviously we have memory full yeah. of those images, but also sensations. So by digging in those sensations, yeah. you, you remember in that present moment, well, I've been happy. I know how to be happy in the yeah. same way that I know how to swim. Exactly. I see. That's interesting. And then tell me about... So this, and I'm just catching it, but yep. I was trying to, 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 to make sense for me about what you say, <laughs> is and how does this kind of go into resilience? You yep. know, what, what is the resilience side of it? Is this being more resilient, being able to, 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 to go and grab things from the past and bring it back? So it's one of the, one of the axes. Mm -hmm. Also being in the present moment, yeah? So being calm and balanced and whatever state of being you want to be right now, I think it's pretty powerful, yeah, mm -hmm. to be able to, in two seconds, 
to have your body fully relaxed when just before an interview, just before going to bed. It's just before a podcast. <laughs> no, but I love talking about sophrology. So <laughs> that is that, relaxing that is, me. That is relaxing. You're actually in sophrology mode now. I like that. And there is another axis is about to be able to project you in the future. Mm-hmm. So again, to see that uh, there are perspectives in life which can be um, limitless. Wow, like, like this word. Um, in terms of time, but also in terms of spectrum. And I, I think that is a, it gives you some hopes. You know, there are really good values, but we are talking about values as well in sophrology, you know. And uh, I think for 2021, the value of hope is pretty uh, big one. I think it's a big one. I think we hit it on the head. I so hang on. This, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm getting there. So there is all the technique where you you try and remember those happy places to make it simple. Bring them back. Then two, being in the present. So learning those tools to just, I guess, tell your mind, but also just be there. And then the third one would be to go into um, projecting yourself into the future, into this immense you know, options and spectrum that is it. And then you, you, were, you use the word limitless, which I kind of love. Okay, that's, that's pretty big. So you, you, because you mentioned it before and sophrology was part for this, the case that you were mentioning, you know, you were part, he was doing other things as well. It wasn't yeah. just that. Now I'm also thinking about, uh, we have, I know that because you've mentioned it to me. I'm just only, you, we have different support circles. Yeah. It's in mention, and I know that you use that analogy as well for us to understand where we should reach and how we should reach out. So try and describe to us a little bit more what it is all about, those inner and outer circles. So, you know, sometimes, well, no, not sometimes, but most of the time we talk about inner resources, you know, our capacities, capacities of self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes what we need to give a little boost, but it's something that, you know, we have all have in ourselves. It's our capacity of body and mind harmony. I listen my body, I tune it to my mind, or my mind help my body. You know, it's, we are really working hard on this line of um, strengthening this bridge, right. yeah, which makes it as a perfect unit. True. And yeah, and the last one is again to be able to to see in the future because it's you. It's very interesting in in uh, consultation sometimes. People love the past, some people love the future, some people love the present, but to have it, you know, the free time dimension harmonized, mm. it's not, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. I think it's, it's, it's such an exercise of the mind to be yeah. able to, to, you know, to have a clear idea of what you think your memory is, and we know how subjective this is, to be able to still it all in the, in the moment and to project, get positiveness, I guess, yeah. you know, into the future. That is, and to have this view of all of it this holistic view of that yeah. stretched out yeah. time yeah that's an, so that's that's one of the achievements that you would find by exactly in your inner circles yeah exactly yeah. and that you become aware about them okay i think it's as well to become aware and and there is often um, the outer circle that i will call it's you know who do we have around us you know which resources do we have around us because we will always look um outside of the box, but sometimes not mindfully. So, you know, your family, your friends, your uh, community, um, your Pilates community, mm-hmm. like you are building. And I think it's always good to remind us all those communities. 
because I think um, when we are distressed, we go inside us and feel very lonely. Mm -hmm. So all this support system is very powerful and to reintegrate it. To remember that we are a social animal, right? And it's it's, yeah. it's extremely, uh, it's reinforcing of our essence of what we are to, to be able to to dig into those places because we've built those bridges before. This is we are yeah. part of those communities, which means we've we've applied ourselves to to be part of it, and therefore we have to find those bridges again because they're built. We don't have to build them; we just have to walk through them again and find those people to kind of uh, give us the help yeah. they can give us. Especially with the pandemic, where we are stuck at home. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, I think this is. But everything today is a challenge. I think this is why all this podcast but also all this kind of exercise we're putting together are hopefully helping i i would like to ask you one question which might be a bit tricky and, and i know we, we chatted about this before but so sophrology is is really well established in france i think it's safe to say it's yeah. known people know the word it doesn't mean people have all practiced it but they know of it there's someone who has done it it's also quite linked with people doing yoga you're being already into this idea of of wellness whatever we would yeah. call it now, I have a little question for you because I know you, you, you've been a sophrologist for quite a few years and you live in, in London, in England, and I live in England as well. And for a long time, um, it seems that it's taking a bit of a longer time to establish and root itself here in England. And I'm just curious because I, I know you know this as well, but my sister is a sophrologist and, you know, so it's very close to me all that. And I try to understand why not many more people know about it. What is it, do you think? that is, you know, not creating that huge spreading? So first, there are not many of us. <laughs> That's a big one. So, yeah. So in terms of spreading, it's quite limited. Right. So there are not many sophrologists. Um, the second thing, why there are not many sophrologists, is because um, the language. Uh, Kaisedo uh, was very clever. He was a very visionary because to develop this method between the East and the West, you know, he did really something great, but he used some words which were, in French, you would get it from the Latin root, but in English, would they just... They don't translate so well. I exactly. See. So I think it was a big, um, it was a big barrier to uh, develop it in the UK and in the Anglo English uh, languages. Interesting. So it's the same in the US, you would say it's not yeah. really big. Yeah, not it's just it doesn't work in no. a way. It works, of course, but it doesn't apply so easily to yeah. the Anglo-Saxon. That's really interesting. And I didn't I didn't realize that at all. Um, yeah. What, what else do you think about that? Uh, I mean, it's plenty enough, but yeah, and the third one is uh, what can we say? Do you have research on sophrology? Well, unfortunately, as we are very uh, few uh, in the UK, there is not as many research like you would find in mindfulness and there is not as much money into this field. Of course. So It's funny because this was also an issue that, I guess, osteopathy, other holistic therapies had. Yeah. I mean, I know it's bigger now, but because research is probably the most money-consuming element of any practice, with such little return on investment, because what are you going to get back? Very little. You're training people for their own sake to help other people, but it's not you're going to, not going to sell sophrologists. So people that invest their money into researching for holistic practices have to be, in a way, doing it from the kindness of their heart more than the real, you know, there's no money involved there. And I think it's interesting because 
haven't we all been challenged saying, okay, you're doing this, you're doing that. And I'm thinking, of course, as you know, in osteopathy, all the, the world of functional osteopathy with craniosacral and, oh, we can't measure it. It doesn't exist. What are you talking about? And until we had science but showing that there was a wave and yes, the CSF is moving and whatever it was, people were like, it's nonsense. Although people, other people had felt it with their hands for so many years. And when you're just claiming we're feeling this, that's not, we're just saying we're feeling it. That's it. Maybe you should believe us. No, we won't believe you because we can't measure it. And it's just, it's a funny, and you know, yet again, sophrology is, you know, should have more. But in Switzerland, uh, their local NHS do cover some sophrology sessions. Interesting. Yeah, because you think they could come from there. No, yeah. it works. Yeah. So even if you don't really know how, it's not like you're going to be armed by sophrology. <laughs> if it makes people better and potentialize their health, you think just let's just do it and see. Yeah. Any other places where you know, you know, like some, I guess, national health services are, are, are funding or helping or saying, yeah, you not really. No. <laughs> how is no, I don't think. How is it in Spain? Because you know, Caicedo was Spanish. You said. Yes, it was. Uh, it was Colombian, but I see. spent most of his time in. So Spain. is it huge in Spain? Because it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Um, after. I don't know about development in South America and so on, where there is no language barrier, for right, example. Um, but in France, uh, some many companies now introduce sophrology. I've done some more work for corporates. Yes, of course. So and in, and you're doing that too. Yes, I do know that. Yeah, Good. and also in uh, some main school like um, some uh, very big business school. Nice. Uh, yeah. So it's it's the underlying silver, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah. But speaking of which, would it be um, really nicely applicable to schools, not just business talking schools, kids here, yeah. you know, from the time where they can manage to do and be able to be a bit self-aware? Do you think we can, you know, think about kids, let's say from age eight, I don't know, there must be a threshold yeah. and then you can really practice with them the fact that they can be, you know, using I love, those tools. I love practicing with uh, children, especially the one with um, high potential. Mm. Because they have so many frustrations. Frustration. They have such their brain is the only place where, where they can express it all. Yes. You know. Their their difficulties is to stay, you know, to condense. But there it's the opposite. We ask them just to go through it. So So they can go th- explore their whole mind, which is often which to restrain them because it's too big. Exactly. So for me it's my yeah, it's a golden mm, mine. Interesting. Interesting. Florence, do you have anything? I mean, I'm, I'm rounded here. I think we, we've, we've touched a bit on everything. I think I would like to do a practice session with you. So, oh, if, yeah, <laughs> me too. And um, so what we remember here is that sophrology is a, is, is a science, really. And it's a, it's, it teaches you tools to be able to be reflecting on your past and taking the best bits of it in terms of sensation and, and I guess, souvenirs and memories. Bring it back to the present where you can stillness and be present and project yourself into a very positive journey for the future. I'm, I'm just trying to, to sum it up a little bit, but um, I like that it helps you to be more resilient. And I like that you have a positive filter constantly, which means that that journey you are intending to have with sophrology is mostly positive. Yeah. So you enhance positivity and therefore it just becomes a positive journey, I guess. Um, Thank you, Florence. I can't wait to do the practice with you. So we're going to stop it here for what sophrology is for now and join us in the next podcast so we can um, do a little practice together. 
Thank you so much for listening and watching. Bye-bye.